Baddies, welcome and or welcome back to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. Oh my goddess. Okay, I just watched Game of Thrones. I currently have it on in the background on mute just so I can take the energy out of this episode. I'm not going to say any spoilers. Don't worry. You don't have to like jump ahead to 20 minutes in. Um, you know, putting out spoilers is bad karma. I wouldn't want something spoiled for me, so I would never do that. And I'm going to be out of the country, actually, when the last episode airs. So, I listen, if I see what happens on the last episode because someone spoiled it, I'm going to hex them. No, <laughs> no, we don't hex people. We don't curse people. But, I mean, I might curse at them a little bit if it happens. But yeah, I, I'm not going to say any spoilers. I will just say if you're in the Facebook group, I made a little witch prediction, which came through, came through? Well, it came through and also came true, like immediately into the episode. Uh, and you know, we got, we got uh, an appearance from a character who may be one of us, if you really think about it. I have always considered her to be a witch. Um, I hope that's not spoilery, but I, I'm really excited that my prediction came true, basically, and that... She was a really pivotal part uh, of this whole series. You know, I think we have such bizarre representations of witches in the media. Like, we're either old hags or we're, like, seductresses or we're, like, sullen teenage girls. <laughs> you know, or or it's, like, this very goofy kind of silly, lighthearted approach to to how people view witches. And we're not always necessarily seen as helpful and essential. So I'm really glad that my prediction came true. If you're in the Facebook group for Bad Witch, you know what I'm talking about. I I didn't want to like go back on the thread and post about it. And uh, I also wanted to bring up Game of Thrones because it had a lot of firepower this week. And uh, just so happens, (laughs) we have reached our fire element in our elemental series. So I'm like pulling all of the fire energy out of this. I'm literally looking at the screen right now and uh, our boy Barrick has his flaming sword. I mean, how bad do you want one of those? I, I want one so bad, but you know, there's, it's all about the fire. It's all about the flame. You know, Grey of Thrones has the dragons. It's, it's very, very essential to the series. So like now that I just finished it, I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> and I'm excited that I'm ready to talk about it because, okay. So originally I was going to record this week before uh, the episode. I was like, you got to get this done because you don't know what state you're going to be in once this is all done. As we all know, I am a triple water sign Pisces crybaby. Um, I cried from about three minutes in until the last minute. And then I was like, okay, I'll be okay. So I didn't know what state I was going to be in. And all week I was like, listen, you have to do this before Game of Thrones. And can I tell you, our witch powers are so crazy, right? If something is in our head, it, it manifests its way itself in different ways. And my like anxieties and fears about this episode manifested into dreams. And so I <laughs> spent all week having dreams that the army of the dead was coming for your girl. And the only reason I was like, you know, I'm really, I'm really good with the the lucid dreaming and being able to be like, okay, you're, you're asleep. You need to wake up. You need to exit the situation. You need to call on Archangel Michael if there's something nefarious going on. But these dreams were so intense and so real. The only way I could realize that I was dreaming was because I was in a Walmart when the army of the dead was approaching me. And I was like, this seems unlikely. 
So it's been a week and I'm really glad that this episode instead of like really bumming me out gave me all this fire energy. I'm feeling fired up. Like that is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, it's a good one. So if you watch Game of Thrones, uh, let's talk about it in the Facebook group. Uh, you can search Bad Witch. I will put the link down in the episode notes as always. And uh, yeah, if anything, this episode, episode, <laughs> okay, just because I watched the episode and it fired me up doesn't mean it corrected my speech impediment. So let me just say that now. If anything, this episode, I really, really, really appreciated that it showed witches in a positive light. And again, I hope that's not spoilery. I'm you know, not even trying to use names. I, I really don't want to spoil it for anyone. And this doesn't come out till Wednesday. So hopefully, you know, you've seen the episode itself or you've read the recaps you like or you watch the YouTubes that you like about it or BuzzFeed or Twitter, you know, whatever. But I really, really appreciated that witches were shown as, again, essential. I think that's really kind of the best word to use that we're not always just kind of self-serving with our magic and our powers, which I think is kind of the stereotype that witches deal with as well. And we're not, we're not just, you know, available for love spells and, and, and mat and money spells and, and, you know, getting your ex back, like stuff like that. I, all of those things are valid spells. All of those things are important and we put our power into them for ourselves and for other people because those are our skill sets. And I've said this before, like we have to pay our skills and our gifts and our magic forward, but we're rarely ever shown in like a capacity where, which is you have an understanding that we can change the world and we can make the world a better place. And it's our magic that is essential to that. So I just really appreciated that. It was also kind of a reminder to me to be like, hey, when you're doing your smudging later, I'm going to circle back to that in a second. When you're doing your smudging tonight, you need to make sure to not just focus on yourself. <laughs> you know, you, I don't need to just focus on bringing love into my life, self-love, love for others, you know, Bill Skarsgård, <laughs> what have you. I don't need to just focus, ooh, or Grey Worm. Or as I like to call him, Bayworm, because he is gorgeous. Okay, anyway, uh, this isn't a Game of Thrones fan cast, I promise. <laughs> it sounds like one. Um, or being like, oh, I, you know, I want more opportunities to come my way this week. I want more money to come my way. I, I just want luck. You know, that's when when I work with Palo Santo, my focus is kind of luck. Good luck, good charm, uh, you know, erasing bad, clearing out negativity, bringing in good. But I... This episode was a good reminder to me that I need to focus outward more and not just be like, me, me, me. <laughs> it's the Mickey show. It's all about me. So I was really inspired by that. So I think it's not just seeing the fire imagery. It's not just my love for this show and all the characters. It's that I saw a witch who was serving a purpose of selflessness. And I, I think really that's what I'm trying to get at right now. I'm really hyped up. <laughs> I like to record when I'm hyped up because, you know, the episode just flows really well, but then I, who knows what I'm saying, but yeah, it was, it was the message of selflessness. It's that witches are so powerful and we don't just use our powers for ourselves and we don't just use our powers for things that aren't frivolous, but are, are more between one or two or three people, but we can use our powers for, for saving the world and for making the world better and, and for, correcting the errors of people that don't necessarily contain magic. So yeah, I loved it. I was inspired. I hope we've all watched it by now. We can talk about it in the Facebook group. That is my Game of Thrones recap. <laughs> I 
that you didn't come here for. Uh, but yeah. So going back to the smudging for a second, I, oh my gosh, I'm going to look up the name because, uh, I want to give credit where credit is due. And you'll know I have a terrible memory <laughs> why I've repeated many anecdotes and, and whatever over and over again on this podcast so far. Um, but Courtney in the Facebook group, uh, suggested using cedar in place of Palo Santo because it dispels fear and it's good for protection. And also cedar smells amazing. So I'm going to switch to that once I'm done with this last, um, stick of Palo Santo that I have, you know, we've had this whole discussion about how we don't need to contribute to the depletion of it. It's not something that belongs to us. We shouldn't be, you know, kind of essentially gentrifying it from the groups of people that it's native to and the places that it's native to just because it happens to work for us as well. It has a whole different spiritual meaning and cultural meaning. And it's just not ours to use to the point that there's no more for the people that we've taken it from, you know, and, and not necessarily taken it in a bad way, more borrowed from, but at the end of the day, it belongs to them. So we can't take, take, take until there's nothing left for us or them, you know? And, um, she also point posted, I, think it was an article or maybe a list of, I could look this up too, but you know, just join the Facebook group and then you'll see it. Um, basically pointing out that white sage is kind of not, not really necessarily being over harvested, but we should be really careful about where we're buying it from. We should try to go to, uh, native suppliers instead of just buying it from, I think I've used this example in the past, but you know, like urban outfitters or, uh, what's, what's another I never go shopping because of my job, Urban Outfitters or Free People. I don't know. I'm just going to guess that they sell sage. I don't know. Anthropology. You know, all those stores are kind of into the cool boho chick, witchy thing, but they're corporations at the end of the day. So let's not give our money to this like over commercialized entity. Let's give it to people that are really harvesting white sage that have a connection to it that pass their magic and their spirituality into it. And then we're buying it from them and practice our magic with it. You know, it's a, it's a closer connection to the earth. We talk about how we, all of our magic is always dealing with nature. You know, it powers our magic. We, we take so much from it and hopefully give back to it. And that's one of the ways that we can give back is let's, let's work with and purchase from people that have a legitimate connection to it and are a part of that magic versus someone that just bought it wholesale on Amazon, perhaps. I, you know, I have seen all, (laughs) you can buy anything on Amazon, right? This is not a commercial for Amazon or pro Amazon, by the way, because, uh, you know, we're not gonna go into it, but you know, sometimes I'm looking for, I want to start making my own candles. So I was looking on Amazon for wax and you can buy crystals and sage and sea salt and Palo Santo and essential oil, all that stuff. But let's not just support native communities because, you know, it's, it's the thing to do. It's just the right thing to do, but, and not just because of their connection to the natural world and thus enhancing our connection to the natural world, but like, let's not just give all our money to corporations that already have a lot of money and get all the tax breaks and still don't pay employees a fair living wage. So that's economy chat with Mickey this week. Thank you, Courtney, though, for real, for sharing that, because I, you know, have been looking for an alternative to Palo Santo and I was going to try the lavender um, once my stick is, you know, burnt through and I bury it. Have we ever talked about that? How to properly dispose of your Palo Santo and your sage? 
you know, don't just throw it in the trash. Of course I like to bury it or at least place it like amongst trees in nature. So it's kind of like returning it to where it's from. And I just like to say a little spell, not even a spell so much more of just a, a sincere thank you. I just say, you know, thank you for your magic. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the positivity you brought into my life and thank you for enhancing my magic. You know, whatever you can say, whatever you want, as long as it is a little, a little saying of thank you and of, of grace and of what's that word? Gratitude. There we go. I knew I was going to land on it. (laughs) So yeah, I like to bury mine or I like to leave it in like a knot of trees, um, or water. Uh, you can put it into a, help me body of water. Actually, I was, I, I was taking sage that I had, I had burned through and I meant to Google, like, should I put this in the water? Or is this like toxic in any way for aquatic life? If it is, let me know. Post it in the group or like send me a tweet or something. Cause I don't want, you know, our environment has enough problems. I'd want to be like, and toss it to the fish and fish. It's toxic to fish or something anyway. Um, so yeah, if you want to, when you get to the end of this Palo Santo, and we move on to a cedar or a lavender or whatever we have, you know, figured out works for us and is, <clears throat> wow, my allergies are kicking in early. It's probably because I was crying during this episode. I'm going to be totally honest. Um, but yeah, whatever we find the thing that really works with us and our magic, um, or even, you know, a smell, some smells make me, give me really, really bad headaches. I'm allergic to perfume. I think I've mentioned that before. Whenever we find that and we're done with our last Palo Santo, those are the respectful ways that you can return it to nature, which is the way we want to do it. One time I was cleaning out my bedroom at home and I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was just trying to clear, clear, clear. And I just tossed my Palo Santo in the trash. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? And I went back and I picked it up and I was like, I'm sorry. And then, you know, put it in the right place. So yeah, don't put it in the trash. Don't flush it down the toilet. Don't flush anything down the toilet that isn't supposed to go down there. You guys like, or you baddies, let's try to make the environment a better place. (laughs) While Game of Thrones has really inspired me to be selfless with my magic, it is also just inspiring me to take better care of all things, including the natural world. So yeah, again, Courtney, thank you so much for that suggestion. And thank you for posting about White Sage and bringing that conversation up. It's really important. Let's just all try to be as ethical and and do gooding as possible. (laughs) Okay. And it just occurred to me, a lot. Of, there are retailers on Amazon that are legitimate. Just basically do your research. Like when you're on the seller's page, and by legitimate, I mean, you know, it, I don't want this to be a commercial for Amazon, but a lot of people that run smaller businesses use it because, you know, like the shipping is better than dealing with all other kind of fulfillment. Please, one day I'm going to tell you all the story of the first in, incarnation uh, it wasn't called Bad Witch at the time, but like my first witchy kind of enterprise and how it went up side down and inside out and was awful and like put me off of witching for a year, kind of. Um, anyway, that's a story for another day. Please remind me. I will definitely tell that story. And uh, why when someone has bad energy, you should not do business with them. <laughs> Gotta learn stuff the hard way, right? It's all part of our journey. We're always going to get to the right destination. And we all deserve good. So, you know, there's no rush to getting where we're going because it's always going to be there and we're always going to get there. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are able to use Amazon because the fulfillment is easier for them. It's not as much money. It's not as much stress. It is a whale, a whale, whoo, honey. It is a well-oiled machine. It's just one that 
needs to re-examine its practices when de- when dealing with its employees and give people a living wage more than anything. But yeah, so it's not to discount all um, sellers on Amazon. There, there's definitely, I'm sure, pages of native people on Amazon that are selling their native goods and selling white sage and selling crystals and, you know, everything that we use. Uh, we could have a discussion about dream catchers, but I don't think that time is now. <laughs> I think we're going to circle back to that as well. Cause that could be controversial. Um, but yeah, so just basically the point of what Courtney shared and what I am now, you know, saying widely on the podcast is just be a smart consumer. Look at where your stuff is coming from. And this is about a lot of things, not, you know, we, this is a wider conversation of, are we contributing to, all of this plastic and all of this trash and all of this fabric that's all over the world that is cluttering up our seas and our oceans and will never ever disintegrate or be possible to be recycled. You know, let's just think about all that stuff. But yeah, uh, there are, I'm sure, reputable retailers on Amazon. I will actually, when we're, I'm done recording, I will look some up and I will share them in the Facebook group on that same thread. And uh, yeah, basically... Basically, 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 how many times can I say it? You are all very smart cookies. You're all very in tune witches. You can suss out good vibes and bad vibes. So work with retailers and work with suppliers that give you good energy and come from a good pure place and are legitimate and, you know, have good intentions and aren't just dealing from native groups of people or any kind of groups of people at all. We don't want theft. We don't want a Columbus around, right? (laughs) We want to all be a part of a good community. We want to have respect for each other and we don't want to just deal and take and gentrify and Columbus it. Okay. All right. So (laughs) now that we've talked about Game of Thrones and we have talked about um, cedar as an alternative to Palo Santo and about the uh, ethical ways to buy white sage, all very important topics, I think. It is time to talk about, well, to not talk about, but to shout out our lovely patrons on Patreon, you beautiful baddies out there that just make my week even more than this episode of Game of Thrones did. <laughs> so as always, extra special cherry thank you, cherry with thank you with a cherry on top. There you go. <laughs> thank you to Alicia, Amanda, Aurora, Courtney, Elizabeth, Aaron, Heidi, Lindsay, Maya, Sasha, Sola, and Stephanie. I also wanted to uh, say a special thank you to Elizabeth Brozick. Babe, am I saying your name right? Let me know if I just said your last name wrong because I'm I'm good for butchering stuff. Speech impediment, you know. But um, she did the logo for Bad Witch, which, <laughs> which, which, great Florence and the Machine song, which uh, was perfect. It was exactly what I had in mind. I have no natural artistic ability nor any graphic design ability outside of Canva. <laughs> so I couldn't do it myself. And so she made the logo. I told her very basic details of what I wanted and she turned it out. So I just wanted to give her a special shout out because I haven't uh, really shared it in the Facebook group or in the podcast anywhere. Uh, But Elizabeth Brozick, if you need any graphic design, she killed it. She is the sweetest person. She's so easy to work with and uh, I love her. So yeah, Elizabeth, extra thank you for my beautiful Bad Witch logo that I'm obsessed with. And again, a thank you to literally all of you. I can't believe you all listen to this and come back every week. It is a dream come true. You're the best baddies in the whole world. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. Okay. This coven is the best coven. 
all are welcome. You make my life. You make my dreams come true. I love you all so much. Sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Whew. Okay, one more thing. <laughs> one more teeny tiny thing before we uh, get all nice and cozy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm lying to y'all. I'm so sorry. We got a couple more things to uh, talk about. Number one, did you do your homework? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Did you do your homework this week? I have not meditated yet. It is, it's only Sunday, y'all. So I'm going to do it before um, Wednesday. I'm going to do an accountability post in Bad Witch because meditation is so important and I hate to be like harping on it and to be, to keep saying it to you all and keeping like, this is something we have to do. It's so key to your magic. It's also key to your intuition. It opens everything up and I'm not doing it myself. Like shame on me for that, honestly. So I need y'all to hold me accountable as much as I'm going to hold you all accountable. So I haven't done it yet. After I look up ethical retailers on Amazon for white sage and all of your witchy needs, I am going to meditate. I'm going to Listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to do about 10 minutes because it's getting a little late because I'm a real, I had to watch all of Game of Thrones, which is a full length ass movie at this point, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure that we all are accountable to each other because you know, that's what a coven is. We're community. We keep each other strong and going. And sometimes we have to light that fire under each other's asses, you know, <laughs> to do the things we're supposed to do. So yeah, I have not done it yet, but something that I did do this week is I was very, aware of my breathing while working out. I've been trying to work out, um, do cardio every day because I'm getting ready to go overseas and I don't want to be a huffing and a puffing while I'm climbing, you know, like hilly cobblestone streets, which I already have trouble with. I have a bad ankle from years of ballet and a cobblestone street. I've never met a cobblestone street that like, wasn't trying to take me out. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I, but I, since I, and you know, let's talk about that for a second. Meditation doesn't have to be this like perfect way where you're laying down on a yoga mat and you're listening to like the trickles of water or you're laying down, you know, in your bed or you're sitting on your most comfy sofa and you're playing, you have wind chimes in the distance and the smell of lavender in the air. It doesn't have to be that. Maybe that is all the pressure we're putting on ourselves to meditate is I don't have 10 minutes to be still. I don't have 10 minutes to like get all my setup going. I, I, yeah, maybe I do have an hour where I can meditate, but once I, you know, get into something comfy to wear or I get naked, I personally like to do it naked because I don't, you know, like being constricted by stuff. Um, once I get, you know, my bed, the way that I'm comfortable in it, I find the program I want to meditate to and I light the candles I want and spray the incense around that I want, you know, after all that, you're kind of like, well, now I really don't have time to do I I can totally see, and this is kind of a revelation I'm having real time, is that meditation, all the fluff around meditation can be stressful. Like, I I do find myself getting frustrated where I'm like, you know, okay, I want to do a meditation that focuses on abundance right now. And I'm going through Insight Timer, which, you know, is the app I I represent. (laughs) Not even a little bit do I represent them. I just recommend it because I happen to like it. Um... You know, I'll find three or four and I'll start this one. I don't like it. And I start that one. I'm like, eh. and by the time I'm, I'm ready to meditate, I'm like, well, damn, there's the hour that I had set aside for this. There's the 30 minutes, the 10 minutes it's gone now. So I'm going to walk that back a little bit and say, I did meditate this week because every time I have gone out and I've done my cardio and got my uh, cobblestone boot camp going, <laughs> I have been out in nature. I've been walking around, uh, 
you know, bodies of water, I went, which is from our water episode. So, Hey, I did our homework twice. Y'all I did it. <laughs> you know, this is kind of a call to like, Hey, let's give her all of ourselves a little bit more credit and not be so hard on ourselves about the meditating thing. Cause I know that's a lot of witch guilt that we all carry is like, damn, I'm really not meditating enough, but you know, maybe I did. I did have a podcast on, it was come through queen. The one I recommended, I think last week, cause I got to catch up on my, my celebrity, uh, you know, goings on. I, I love that stuff. But I was still connecting with nature. I saw the ducks and I saw the moss in the trees and I felt the wind in my face. And something that I really was cognizant of in those moments was my breathing, how I was inhaling, how I was exhaling, keeping, you know, monitoring and my breathing really quickly because I'm like accelerating too fast. You know, it's something that I was trying to be conscious of, not just in a spiritual sense, but of a taking evaluation of my health and taking evaluation of, am I overexerting myself? I have a tendency to do that in all things, <laughs> a little bit of an extremist, but you know, when you're outside in the heat, you don't want to overexert yourself. So I really was being so aware of my breathing to keep track of my own body. But in the same sense of, of just listening to the air, feeling the air on my face, hearing it, you know, go past my earbuds and taking it into my body, taking that clean, fresh air into my body. So yeah, I was about to be really hard on myself, but I did it. I didn't do it in the traditional meditation sense, which is the thing that I think can stress all of us out, but I did it. And if you did it in that way, if you were going up a flight of stairs, if you were walking to lunch to pick up a salad or a, I don't know, what do people, what do people have for lunch? I always skip lunch. It's so bad for you. I skip a lot of meals and then I'll have, I'll just like ball out for dinner. It's such a bad habit. I'm going to correct it one of these days. Um, but yeah, if you walk to go get lunch, if you, you know, went out to the mailbox and just noticed that the breeze felt really good, then I'm going to give you points for that. I'm going to say, you know what? You did do your homework. I'm proud of you. You know, I'm always proud of you regardless. We don't, I don't want to make an excuse and say we don't always have time, even though we don't. Time is a very, it's a very precious thing and we don't always have time to give something. And a lot of people believe and can say, well, if something's important, you make it a priority. Absolutely. But you know, that's in a per perfect circumstance a lot of the time too. So if you didn't do your homework yet, and it's something that you have the best intentions of doing, I'm still proud of you. You know, you still get your points from me, but I hope you did do it. And I promise between now and when you hear this Wednesday, I'm going to do the traditional sense of meditating. Cause I do still think that's very important. I don't want to discredit it. And I don't want to cut us all slack and be like, it's fine. <laughs> but I do legitimately feel like now talking about it out loud. And, you know, I was thinking about it on my walk. I think it was like yesterday. I was thinking like, girl, like you're listening to your breathing and, you know, you are kind of connecting with the natural world and it feels really good to be out here, but you still got to do your homework and like fess up that you didn't do it yet. But I feel like maybe I kind of did. And so if you have done it in a different capacity, that's good enough. You're doing a great job. I'm proud of all of you. And when we can, let's try to do it in that very traditional sense, because there are benefits to that. There are benefits to, you know, like laying on the ground, if you can, becoming literally grounded of listening to a guided meditation, <laughs> goodness, listening to a guided meditation and, you know, being able to really zone out on that voice and zone out on that music that they play and lighting the candles and getting in all the good aromas and opening up those chakras and paying attention to all of those minute things that we don't pay attention to any other time because there is so much noise and we're so busy all the time. But I'm going to still give myself credit. If you did it that way, I'm going to give you credit too. And we're all going to work towards doing it the, you know, 
the, the we did it the bad witch way. That's what it is. <laughs> like, let's all be honest with each other. We're bad witches. We do things our way. We're independent. We go with the flow. We're not always going to listen to other people or do things the way that everyone else wants us to do, right? We're bad witches. So if you're doing it the bad witch way, awesome. If you're doing it the traditional way, awesome. You're still killing it. I love you all. You're all doing it. No complaints from your girl. Okay. <laughs> One more thing uh, before we deep dive our luscious, beautiful, gorgeous flame element this week. Um, a lot of you are very into astrology, as am I. But as I have uh, admitted numerous times, <laughs> I am not the most versed in astrology. I am in no way an astrologer. I am shockingly in no way an astronomer. I know. Don't listen. Come back. Don't turn off the podcast yet. I know you're all shocked that I cannot do sophisticated math equations or have like a technical scientific knowledge of science, a scientific knowledge of science. Okay. If there was ever proof that I am not an astronomer, (laughs) not a scientist in any way, that was it. You just got it. I know you're all shocked. Not an astronomer. Um, and so I'm always kind of looking for resources, you know, like, uh, oh, I'm going to say the wrong thing. We've had a retrograde this week and it is now that I want to tell you what it is. I cannot find it anywhere, <laughs> but in my head, I'm, I'm thinking that it was a Jupiter in retrograde. I don't, I don't know if that's correct. Don't quote me on that. I do have her know that Saturn is going to enter retrograde on April 29th. So I mean, it's right on the horizon for us. But outside of, you know, being able to go online and like, I love Refinery29's uh, horoscope. I, I check every week. I also really like um, Astro Twins and I like Vice Horoscope. Vice? Vice Broadly. Yeah. Um, horoscopes. I mean, aside from checking those and being able to be like, oh, I kind of know what that means. I'm aware of what happens with a retrograde, right? We had a whole episode about Mercury and retrograde, but we are constantly having movement in our constellations and in our planets. And I, as someone who's not an astrologer, as someone who cannot read a birth chart, I cannot tell you exactly what's going on with all that stuff. So I have a resource for you instead. Um, I recently became acquainted with uh, Kyle, who is a celebrity. Let me try that again. Who is a celebrity astrologer, which she, 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 very fancy. I love the way that sounds. And um, he hosts a podcast called Astro Kiki Radio. So for all of your astrological needs, I am going to refer you there. And you know, whatever resources come up, I will refer you to them. I... I have accepted that I, as a witch, there are limitations to my magic and my witchcraft. Uh, You know, we can always become better. We can always elevate our practice, but I'm, I'm never going to be an astrologer. I'm just not. And I, I need to accept that. I need to understand that there's people in my community and in my coven that I can turn to for that. You know, we got, we're witches and we deal with magic, but it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt to be realistic. And so yeah, Astro Kiki Radio. And it's also really cool because not only are we discussing astrology and like a real world application. So, you know, sometimes I hear, oh, uh, Jupiter is going to be trying with the moon. And I'm like, well, what was, what, what does that mean? What is the word trying? Tr- tying? What does that mean? <laughs> so not only is it good to have that and to be like, this is what this means. But also, it is very uh, pop culture focused as well. So, I mean, 
hello, what could be more perfect than that? I was actually, uh, if you are on the Patreon level that has the bonus episodes, by the way, um, if you haven't gotten the bonus episodes yet, please let me know. I've uploaded three so far of the astrology deep dive. LOL. I'm doing an astrology deep dive, <laughs> which is, it's working because it's the bad witch approach to astrology. But I mean, if you really want to know the astrology tea, Astro Kiki Radio, that's the tea. Um, to quote Sophie Turner, and that's the tea. <laughs> and like many other people that say that. I want to give her all the credit, but I do love, I love me some uh, Sansa. But yeah, so it deals with pop culture too. And you know, if you do get the bonus episodes, I was like, oh, we're doing cancer next week. And I'm going to have to talk about Khloe Kardashian again. <laughs> so I do really love the marriage of witchy stuff and astrology and the stars and the stars, you know, our celebrity pop culture. You know, I'm into that. I bring it up a lot around here. So if you're into both of those things, I'd recommend checking it out. I can be like your astrology uh, 101 course book. And then if you deal with someone like Kyle, who's actually an astrologer, lots of A words together, not easy for me. <laughs> you you know, that's kind of like your upperclassmen work. So you're going to get the best of both worlds, listen to both podcasts. So yeah, um, I've been enjoying it. It's new. So you can kind of jump on the good foot immediately. Ah, oh, it's good stuff. And it helps me understand words like trine, tine, T-R-I-N-E. Do any of y'all know what that means? <laughs> Here's something too about our covenant, our community. We all are different witches. We had a thread and we have a thread currently. They don't disappear, you know, in the Facebook group talking about what kind of witch are you? And, you know, I would love when you do join the Facebook group or if you have joined and not uh, commented yet, I'd love to know what kind of witch you are because I think it's really important to see what we're all able to contribute. And that's how we're able to help each other and, and see what's available within our coven, you know? So yeah, I, I would love to be an astrologer. I would love to have an encyclopedic knowledge of the stars and the planets. I'm so enamored with all of them, you know, how I feel about the moon. I want to get a Jupiter tattoo like much sooner than later. I might do that in London actually, but for now, <laughs> I would not consider myself an expert. I'm just someone who has a, a decent knowledge and likes to talk. So that's why I'm doing the bonus episodes. <laughs> all right, my loves, it is time. I am... Um, still fired up. As you can tell, I still have Game of Thrones going on in the background for the third time. <laughs> it's an 80 minute episode. Someone who's good at math, tell me how many hours of my life this has consumed so far. We are going to talk about, I, you know, I said water was my favorite element and maybe that was the old Mickey, the self-serving Mickey before she watched this episode and had a revelation about selflessness. I think Fire actually might be my favorite element. I think I'm all about that flame. I it's I am. And you know what? This is what it is. I think that I am more made of water, obviously, so I connect with water. But fire is the thing that draws me. I have told this story, I'm pretty sure, but, you know, and one more time doesn't hurt. <laughs> so along with maybe being Storm from X-Men, maybe. We never know. I, uh, when I really first got into the witchcraft thing, it was all around age 10, 11. That is, I told you all I saw the craft for the first time. I was like, oh, I'm one of those. What's going on? And there's a black girl. I'm definitely one of these. Like she, I, I get it. I see it. Um, and I was immediately drunk to candles. I, that was like the first witchy tool I ever bought was a white candle and then a little black and white, like faux marble candle stand. I don't even candle holder. What are those called? Like Lumiere. We don't have time for this. <laughs> we 
we always know. We don't talk for this. Those are my first magical tools that I ever bought. And then I went and like got, well, I had my like my crystal set from being a kid, but being like, oh, I am a witch. This is the thing I'm doing. This is who I am. Those are the things I bought. And I remember before I knew anything about like, don't extinguish your own flame, you know, transfer your energy into the candle the way I do it. I have, I said in the it's lit episode, I rub my hands together, generate real heat and pass it before I knew about fire safety, (laughs) any of that stuff. I remember I would just light this candle and then kind of just blow it out and then light this candle. And I was so enamored of that sensation of striking a match against the box. And my dad was a smoker. Uh, he smoked for like, that's old. He's in his seventies. I mean, that's not bad, but you know, I have, I have older parents. A lot of my friends have parents that are like in their fifties. I'm like, Ooh, what's that like? <laughs> my parents are old school. Um, and he was a smoker. So I would have access to his lighters. I did have like a ton of supervision in my house, <laughs> but we always had lighters and matchboxes because my dad was a smoker. So I was just like in fire heaven terrible for a 10 year old to have that much access to flame. But I was so enamored of striking the match of seeing the head illuminate of smelling that, that, that's that scent, not that sensation, um, of the, the match being lit of seeing the wick catch flame of watching the Mac, the Maxwell watching the wax melt and drip and, and kind of seeing messages and formations and the patterns in which it would drip down and infused to the candle. I remember I also would always grab the candle and like snap off where the drips had solidified on the side. I, I just, I think I always wanted my candle to look clean. I don't know. You know, kids <laughs> we have strange ideas about everything when we were younger and still now. Um, but yeah, I was totally enamored of fire and I don't even know where I got it from. I think like my, we had a lot of like old gift boxes around the house. So I would collect the cotton, you know, especially in like jewelry boxes, you'll get, um, it'll have like a layer of kind of cotton in it. I don't even know if it's pure cotton. I probably really should have been burning. It could have been toxic, but I like collected them all around my house and I would light them on fire and watch them burn. What was wrong with me? And I do remember that the first time I burned my fingers because I was holding it and I let it just, I just even watching that dance of the flame going down the fabric, I was so enamored of it. And I remember I burned me once and that was the first time I was like, oh, okay, I need to be careful with this. (laughs) Not until I was literally burned, but not just in the sense of like, of course I need to be careful with fire. It's something that can scar me and kill me and damage me. But it was kind of a reminder to me of like, okay, I, or, or the first time I came online with, I need to be careful with my magic and not just, and not let the flame control me. I need to be in control of the flame kind of thing. And even now, you know, when I'm doing my smudging and for reference, I am using Palo Santo currently, but we'll be moving on to Cedar after, you know, just want to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm not just saying it, I'm practicing what I'm preaching. But when I light the Palo Santo, I almost let it burn a little too long because I'm so in love with it catching fire. And I'm so in love with watching that flame dance and then just baptizing myself in that smoke. It, it is an experience of like totality for me. It's not just about the sweet aroma and the sweet smoke that comes out of it and, and connecting to our air element. It is about that flame. That flame is what ignites the whole experience. So (laughs) I'm talking about flame. Like it's my boyfriend. (laughs) Very in love with it, obviously. So yeah, but that was my early connection to it. And I have always kind of wondered, and please let me know if you are 
not a fire sign, but you find yourself very, very connected to fire as well. I want to educate myself more on it, where it's coming from. I don't know if it's just because I'm, my magic aligns to candle magic the most. And that's where my, my love of it comes from. But yeah, I have no fire anywhere in me, but I, it's, it's, I love it. Obviously I just did a whole ass O2 and spoke about it. Like, like it's my greatest lover. Oh, sorry for using the word lover. I know it's gross. Um, but yeah, so our fire element, let's do a little recap of, uh, water and air or our salt and smoke. So we can kind of fit it in with its correspondences and with its symbols and its colors and its directions and all that. Because at the end of this, um, after we do next week, we're going to do earth or ash as I like to call it. And then we're going to go on to spirit or heart as captain planet likes to call it. And after we're done with this whole series, we're going to go on to the sacred circles. So we do kind of have a plan for all this. We're going to bring it all together. And I am, I'm just going to tell you all now, I'm going to talk about the TV show, the secret circle, because I feel like it was canceled too soon, gone too soon, RAP. And I, I just need to talk about it. If you, if you were one of the 10 people that also watched it, <laughs> let's, you know, let me know, email me about it. Cause I really like that show and it was about witches and we get such limited witch media. Well, I mean, that's a conversation for a bonus episode, I think. Okay. So let's do a little recap. So we have our air or smoke. The direction is East. So you're in that, if you're in the circle, you're facing East to work with the air element. The color is yellow and, uh, it's associated with rational thought, with the mind, with knowledge, with cognitive ability with intelligence, all of those wonderful things that I I think we should all uh, be thankful for <laughs> and, and to encourage in others. Okay. And then we have a uh, water, my baby. I probably should have done this in the opposite order because of the, I did the episodes in the opposite order of what I'm reading them, but also earth, air, fire. No, that's not correct either. <laughs> We're going in alphabet. No, it's not even alphabetical. I don't know what order this is, but let's stick with it. Okay, so then we have our water, which the direction is west. So that's why. So some school of thought, schools of thought, are that fire and water oppose each other. But you know, last week we kind of talked about how air and water oppose each other because you're dealing with like the rational mind versus the emotional soul and spirit. So faces west. The colors are blue, green. You know, uh, a, a sea foam a light purple that we can like, that you can see casted into the water sometimes. And, uh, it is, is associated with emotions, spirituality. Uh, we all know that water signs to cry babies. I, it's not slander because it's true. Is that, is that slander? It's not slander because it's true. And also speaking as a Pisces who cried, who cries all the time, even though they're so uncomfortable with crying. It's, it's just true. You know, we got to own up to it. It deals with intuition. It deals with dreams. And it also deals with knowledge in not in the same way where when we're dealing with air or smoke, it's like an intelligence. It's a knowledge of, of outside things. It's a, it's a, a rationality with water, with salt. It's like a knowledge and an understanding of ourselves, of our practice, of, of the seen and the unseen, if that makes sense of more of the metaphysical world. So it's not all <laughs> when you talk about water and water signs. Sometimes it sounds very flowery and it sounds very just, you know, dancing in a rainstorm and, and not having a care in the world and wearing flowers in your hair. But there really is like a, a substance behind it. You know, water is just as powerful and life-giving as all these other elements and forces. 
So I don't want to make it sound silly. I, I think maybe sometimes when I describe it, I'm like, oh, it's just emotions and dreams. But it's those are all real. Our intuition is real. Our intuition maybe drives us and informs us more more than our our cognitive abilities and more than our our, our rational brain itself. You know, so we, that's why we need to listen to both when you're making a decision. Of course, be rational. Of course, approach it and use your intellect. But you know, listen to that intuition too. They all come together. That's why they're all different parts of the circle. That's why we have the four elements and then, you know, the fifth in the middle, which is the spirit. So, you know, I love water. I think I just love flame like a tiny bit more. (laughs) So for fire, it faces south. The color, I mean, you can guess it. It's red. Um, You can also have it expressed with orange, uh, sometimes yellow, you know, all the, all the colors you see with fire traditionally. I mean, come on. We know what fire looks like. Although, you know, it's like the hottest part of the flame is actually blue, which is aligned with water. So I think that's kind of interesting. Um, and also the symbol for fire is it's just a normal triangle. What you would think of a triangle. <laughs> it's just, you know, uh, I can't really describe it in geometrical terms, but just what you would think of a classical triangle, you know, um, some of them are in, dealing with the other elements. One is inverted. Um, one is like a classical triangle that is bisected at the top. And the other is a triangle that is bisected at the top of the triangle, but is inverted. Does that make sense? So for fire, it's a classical triangle. Easy enough, right? <laughs> of course it is. Okay. So let's talk about the correspondences for, you know, I found this like handy chart last week. Oh my gosh. I did forget the stone of the week. Speaking of week, but I just remembered and we're going to come back to it in one second. It's kind of going to be perfect timing because we're about to mention it. Okay. So for fire, the spells that are associated with this element would be for defense, willpower, courage, inspiration. Beautiful. Um, herbs and plants would be rosemary, rue, dandelion. I love dandelion y'all. I, I know it's a weed, but like it's so lovely and it's so fun to play with. Saffron, nettles, and St. John's wort. Uh, trees are oak and rowan. Incenses and oils are cinnamon, fragrances, vanilla, and juniper. Astrological signs, as I think we all know by now, but even if we don't know all about astrology, I think we know this much, <laughs> are our Aries, our Leos, and our Sagittariuses. Our Sagittarii? Let me know. Um, days of the week corresponds with our Tuesday and Thursday. Planets are the sun, of course, literally lit and full of fire and flames. And Mars, another planet that is, I think, kind of notorious for being fiery and its heat and its whole surface just being, you know, hot as hell. Um, Colors are red. We already covered that. Red, orange, yellow. It doesn't have to be that one strict color. Um, So, you know, if you wanted to say, I mean, the thing about, let me finish the list first. You're right. Let me finish the list first. Metal is tin. Uh, the symbol is the upward pointing triangle, flame, blade, or salamanders. I like that. Um, magical tool is the athame. I'm going to have to look that up for y'all. Uh, animal totems, again, is salamander or big cats. Body parts is the heart. That makes a ton of sense. And as we already said, the direction is south. So what I was about to say before I was like, finish a list, girl, is that when we talk about working with uh, water, we're working with the water element, and we're facing west, and we're doing all that good stuff, you... You would bring in a blue candle, let's say, 
or we're talking about working with air. So you would bring in instances that are aligned with that. But, you know, we, I always like to incorporate a candle in my work. I, I'm just that girl. I just like doing it. And so I would bring in a yellow candle or a white candle. You can only also align the smoke with white, you know, obviously those kind of make sense together. But when you're working with fire, it's almost kind of a double whammy because the flame in itself is representing the element, you know? So yeah, of course you can have a red candle, you can have an orange candle, yellow candle, but the flame, the flame is always going to be present if you're working, you know, in that capacity, if you're doing candle magic. So it's just so powerful. <laughs> it's just so, you know, the connection to the heart and to the sun. It's just so driven by all of this force and all of this passion. It's extreme. It's an extremely powerful element. And, you know, they're all powerful in different ways and they all can, can churn each other and kind of drive each other in one sense. and can also, also eradicate, not eradicate. Cause that means like to totally take out, but also, I, the word that's coming to me is extinguish because I'm thinking if I want to extinguish a flame, I can snuff out the oxygen supply to it, air, or I can, um, you know, drip water onto it or, or put the candle into a bowl of water or uh, if I'm burning sage. Uh, so, you know, that's our water salt element. But I, I'm saying all that to say with the color thing, you don't have to be so specific of like, I have to have a red candle. Or my, my spell work is not going to work using fire and focusing on this direction. That's not true because the flame is already present. So if you want to just amp up that magic, then yeah, go for a red candle, go for an orange candle. But baby, the flame's there, hun. You know, <laughs> you don't have to do much more than that. You're already doing good. Okay, so crystal of the week. Ah, I kind of forgot, but it was in my mind. I, I'm i in a Game of Thrones flurry. Flurry? Haze? I don't know. Um, but this is actually... Because of a conversation I had with Aurora, uh, she was talking about the stone in relation to something else. But when she said it, I was like, oh my God, that is definitely the stone for this week. Like, babes, we're all in sync. Our coven is killing it. I'm telling you. Um, so it is red jasper. Hello. I mean, we got to go with the red stone, right? I was, as you know, sometimes I kind of kick myself because I'm like, damn, I should have saved that stone until I did this thing. And Citrine is one of them is like so tremendously full of fire that I was like, I, why did I use it already? Damn. Cause it's one of my favorites, but you know, Aurora said red Jasper and it's got stuck in my head. I was like, that's the one she said it. And as soon as I read it, I was like, click, that's the one we got to talk about. So let's talk about the beautiful, gorgeous, full of fire, red Jasper. The stone is another kind of perfect alignment with the element like we had with, um, blue tourmaline. Nope. That word's never going to be easy for me. Tourmaline and water. So <clears throat> red Jasper. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> We're getting towards the end. It's coming. Red Jasper deals with, this is probably like my favorite sense that I've, I've kind of read about and, and heard about lately in the conversations I've been having is that it's very keen on protection of warding against anxiety and negativity. And most importantly, sending negativity back to where the hell it came from. Um, it's something that is recommended for protection in dreams. And, you know, we talk about as witches, as magical creatures, we attract good and bad. We always are at one hand. We might attract you know, loving spirits that just want to connect and they can feel the, the high vibration and the positivity coming off us in the light, that we're light workers. 
And they connect into that because they know that we can receive messages, whether it be for other people or, or just in general, you know, we're more open to it. And on the other hand, we can attract negativity. Let's call it negativity, uh, heavier energies. Maybe those that don't have, uh, the best intentions can be more malicious and more wanting to use us for our light and for our good and not, and, and not in a, a, a good way. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give it, give that, those kind of forces too much energy, which is why I'm, I'm talking about it kind of that in that being a little vague about it, if you will. But that's what I love about what I've been learning about red Jasper is okay. Yeah. It's a gorgeous corally red, orange color. It's full of fire. Literally. It looks like it's full of fire. It looks like the blood of the earth itself, but it is not just, <clears throat> we have a lot of stones that protect us, right? Amethyst is a protector. Um, arrowhead is a protector. Black tourmaline is a protector. We, we have tons of stones that do this. The quality of it that is so important is that it will send that negativity back. It is the stone of not today. We're not doing it today. We're not doing it tomorrow. Honey, don't come back next week because we're not doing it then either. So I love that about it is that it literally repels darkness and negativity, you know, and it's a stone that was carried by warriors because of that protection. And also because it bolsters courage and confidence, you know, stuff that I think we could all use a little bit more of. And, uh, fire is very aligned with courage and with passion. And, and it's a stone talking about passion, not just in a sexual and romantic sense, which it very much is. If you want to get it popping, if you want to get it going, get that red Jasper, honey, because it is going to bolster that sexuality and that heat and that fire and, and really invigorate and enliven it. But also a sense of passion for like, I'm passionate about this project. I'm passionate about this thing. So it really is, it just vibrates at such a high frequency and it provides us with courage and protection and passion and, and confidence and expelling away the bad and, and really being like a shield for us. That's kind of how I like to think of it. And it's also a healing stone and it, it connects to our lower chakra. So like our root chakra. And so it, it kind of puts our feet back on the ground, which I think is something we also could all use. Um, are, are y'all not also all just flighty water? Is, that, is it just me? Like you could be honest with me, but yeah, it, it, to me, the, the stone feels like it has so much earnestness to it while also being like badass and full of flames and corresponding with fire so perfectly. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a second, but yeah, if it, if you are trying to work with spells that are like encouraging, uh, you know, vibrancy in your sex life or in your romantic life, or you're looking to carry something that can protect you in your dreams and to keep nightmares away from you. Literally, as I said that, uh, the night King popped his petty face up on my screen. So I'm trying to keep that nightmare away from me. <laughs> so I would use when I inevitably have a bad dream tonight, I'm going to wish that I had some red Jasper with me. Um, but yeah, you know, for the dreams episode, this would have been another really a, a good stone to have as well, because that man, I was having a conversation this week about why it feels like our bedrooms are the most active parts of the house. And why they just seem to like activate the second the sun goes down. The spirits are like, hey, 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 I'm here. What's going on? <laughs> what have you been up to? So, you know, that's something that I was kind of having another conversation about this week. And I wish I, I should, I need to go get some red Jasper. That's what all this is leading to. I need to go get some red Jasper, not just because of my 
um, love, my deep love for flame, but also because we, we got to protect ourselves in all states. You know, it's not that when we go to sleep, our powers turn off. In fact, they heighten (laughs) and we become way more vulnerable and, you know, it helps, it just helps with that, that, that dream phase. And it's also really interesting that fire is associated with Archangel Michael because that is who we I have and you know have passed on to you and has been passed on to witches forever that when you are in that vulnerable dream stage and you feel like some, something a little not on the up and up is going on, you know, if you can get it out, you try to call for Archangel Michael. So, you know, it's just so it's such a perfect stone for the element of fire. It's it's all about those cycles, baby, and how it all comes together and corresponds, right? That's what we're learning. So that is our luscious, gorgeous stone of the week. Go get some. Uh, maybe we can all report back on if we've had any nightmares or if like it's finally settled down for once in our witch lives, right? So again, we're talking about these themes of courage and passion and willpower. Willpower. <sighs> All right, willpower and uh, you know strength and all these things we just talked about with red jasper. These are all the properties of fire. These are the things that we're going to be dealing with when we're doing our spell work, and we're facing south, and we're calling on the power of the sun and of Mars, and we're feeling that fire from the outside, and we see the flame of our candle. And it's also really about tapping into that fire within. You know, it's yeah, all of these elements are a part of us. They are within us. They are outside of us, but we do. And okay. So it's not in the sense that we take oxygen into our bodies, right? (laughs) And we, uh, we are made of water. Do we literally have fire going on inside of us? Hopefully not. I mean, maybe a little heartburn at times that feels fiery. Um, but I mean, literally if we were in on fire inside or out, that would not be a good situation, but the courage that we have, the confidence that we have, the willpower. Wow. Why do I keep saying that word? The strength that we have that is referred to as our inner fire, you know, and that is what we're tapping into. So it is all like the other two elements we have covered so far. It's not just this external, external, there we go. (laughs) It's not just this external force that we're calling on and we're invigorating our magic with, but it's, internal. It is just as much inside of us, even though it's more of an idea and a concept versus literally hopefully not being on fire, right? Like most of these uh, people on Game of Thrones are right now, which is still playing. I'm on hour five of it. So um, yeah, it deals with uh, empowerment and uh, bringing more vitality and, and energy into you. It's, it's just, you know, fire is kind of the hardest one for me to explain because it is such a feeling of, of the manifestation of magic within ourselves. You know, it's, it's the belief in ourselves. It's the belief in our magic, even though we're bad witches and we're not going to do the things we're supposed to do when we do them. But I mean, they're still going to be good because you know, we're, we're good at being bad, (laughs) but it, it, it just invokes talking about fire right now. Like I can feel my body actually getting hotter and it just invokes the specific vibrancy and this energy. It's like when you go out into the sun and you feel invigorated by having, I mean, probably the vitamin D, let's be honest, we're all a little deficient because we don't go outside enough. <laughs> I know I am. I'm, I've had to take many of a vitamin D supplement in my day, but you know, feeling the sun on your skin, going outside and just having that, that feeling of, Oh, it's such a nice day that invigorates us. And so that, that all goes together with the element of fire. So it's something within something outside of us. 
And it deals with all of those things that when we think about stoking our personal fire, you know, it's about inspiration. It's about passion. It's about courage. All those things that Red Jasper, you know, we just talked about that it aligns with. And that's why it aligns so well. It is the fire element stone. I mean, to me, there are other, you know what, let me tell you a few of the other crystals that are aligned with it. But to me, Red Jasper is uh, that bitch. You know, <laughs> I said every week I was going to pick a stone that is that bitch. Well, babe, this week it is Red Jasper for sure. But just to give you an idea of the other ones, they are like a bloodstone, a ruby, a garnet, um, uh, oh, what's the other one? Like a fire opal. I mean, when you look at an opal, it literally has fire like bursting from inside of it. So, you know, it's all, it's all of those red colors. It's, it all just kind of vibrates at the same frequency. So it is, it really is like that, that fire within that drives us. You know, I think that might be the right word for it. It's like about drive. It's about internal drive, though it is present in so many external ways. So we have our handy dandy candles with its flame. You know, we have working out in nature and, and working in the sunlight, um, you know, perhaps working by our hearth, hearth, H-E-A-R-T-H. I never know how to pronounce that word, but you know, going into a space that's already warm, that has a certain feeling of encapsulating that warmth around you and putting that into the magic that you're doing as well. You don't want to work with a fire in a cold space. <laughs> you know, you want to encourage the heat and the warmth all around to really give your magic that like extra razzmatazz. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of practicing your magic, we always want to be careful with fire, right? Maybe out of all the elements <laughs> combined, even we always want to be really, really careful with the fire. We always want to give it the respect and the honor that it deserves and ask for it to respect and honor us back. Just like water, just like wind, Fire is at once incredibly powerful and life-giving and life-bearing and cleansing and purifying, but it can also be incredibly destructive. I mean, and maybe this is, you know, the clearest one that we can see that fire, if you play around even just a little bit, you can really get hurt or really destroy something. Like if you're me and you're lighting cotton on fire for funsies, what was wrong with me? It's not the move, right? So, you know, with all these elements, we're always, we always have to work with it from a place of respect. Obviously, please be careful because here comes your homework. <laughs> I want you to light a candle, any candle. It doesn't have to be red, orange, yellow. It doesn't have to necessarily correspond with the colors of flame. That's fine. Whatever you have on hand, babe, don't go out and like and spend money on your homework. You already have to do homework. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I want you to light a candle, find a quiet space to do it. And I want you to not even speak a spell to come up with any kind of incantation or any kind of, uh, you know, no, don't even try to have, try to not even have thoughts in your mind. And I just want you to watch that flame. I want you to see the messages that it has for you. I was doing... I've said this on the podcast. I have said it in the Facebook group. Ugh. I, um, when I smudge every week, which I'm about to go do, I put on Rhiannon, 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 Rhiannon. I always say it wrong. I don't know why I can't say that name. She's one of my favorite goddesses. Um, but I put it on and I get like my good old Stevie Nick shawl vibes going on and I dance in circles and I just <laughs> spread the smoke all around. But I kind of, 
was paying attention more so doing it the last week because I knew we we're going to be talking about flame this week and I really wanted to focus on on the fire. And I kind of found myself dancing with it and it was dancing with me and I felt like I connected with it more than I ordinarily do. Cause usually I'm like, let me just light this because I got to get to the smoke. The smoke is the key here. I got to get there. I got to get there. But really I was ignoring how important the flame is as well. So your homework this week, if you want to do it with um, whatever you're smudging with, wonderful. You know, there's again, no perfect way to do your homework. It's just about the effort. Um, I want you to watch the flame. I want you to dance with the flame a little bit. I want you to, to see the messages that it has for you. And once you've taken, and listen, this can count as your meditation between me and you. It's okay. I, you totally get points for that. I want you to watch the flame. I want you to put your fingers up close enough to feel the heat. Do not burn yourself. Do not touch it. Don't do that trick. You know, people will like lick their fingers and put the, the candle. I don't, that seems so painful. Even if you do it right, it seems like you get burned a little. Please don't touch the flame. I know it's, in, it's enticing. That's the thing. It's, it really is such a charismatic, enticing element that you kind of do just want to be like, well, what if I just touched it a little bit? I don't know if that's just me. It could totally just be me. But there is something about it that I I almost wish that instead of just seeing it and feeling it and smelling it to an extent, I wish I could hold it in my hands. And I kind of do feel that way about smoke as well. I wish it was something that I could contain and really feel that touch connection because that's important. But anyway, yeah, I want you to light a candle or light your preferred smudging tool and see that flame. Engage with that flame. Watch it. Hear it. It might even whisper to you a little bit. It might show you a vision if you really are staring into it and concentrating. And whatever comes to you after you take that kind of meditative, mo- meditate, meditative moment with it, there you go, <laughs> got it. I want you to write it down and let, in that moment, write it down and then walk away from it and then come back to it and be like, you know, what was this flame trying to tell me? What were the messages? And, you know, it's obviously going to smoke as well. So of course it's okay to listen to both of them, of course. And if you want to use water to um, extinguish your flame at the end, listen to when it, that hiss hits, there might be messages there for you too. So we can kind of, of course we're focusing on flame this week. We're focusing on fire, but we've covered three whole big old elements so far. So we can, we can, we can, I was going to say corroborate them. <laughs> That's not right. We are not going to corroborate them. We are going to... Oh shit. I forgot the word. We're going to correspond. No. Oh my gosh. I was laughing at my own dumb joke and I forgot the word. Collaborate them. No. Anyway, we're going to put them all together and, and see what they all have to say to us. Right. Because we're building on all of these elements to create our whole circle from which we're going to do our magic. So look at your flame, see what it has to say. I'm going to, uh, go turn on my, (laughs) 1976 live version of Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac as soon as I log off of uh, this wonderful podcast and I'm going to watch my flame and see what it has to say to me and I'm going to write it down and then I'm going to walk away from it because I want to have that magical moment with it but then I kind of want to close the magic and then revisit the magic so I can really truly take in those messages and not just be like okay I did it in this moment what's next I want to I want to come back to that piece of paper and be like, these are all the messages. And, you know, maybe do it two or three times if you can find the time. That would be awesome because 
it, you may find that it's reinforcing the first messages that it gave you, or maybe it's opening up a whole new set because like we said, Saturn's about to go retrograde. Uh, we are going to definitely have to talk about Saturn's return in an upcoming episode because that's some shit right there. <laughs> but anyway, so flame. Yeah. One of our favorites. I mean, all of them should be one of our favorites, but I'm a, you know, I'm a little more in love with flame. It's just always meant something to me. I promise it's not just because I watched this show 15 times by the time this is over. Um, please come and join our Facebook group. It is Bad Witch. Once again, I will put the link uh, down below. Oh, and I also wanted to say if you did donate from last week's episode, if you donated to Flint's uh, Water Crisis or if you donated to the Churches in St. Landry Parish, thank you so much for doing that. If you didn't donate or couldn't donate 100%, you know, not everyone can do all things at all times. But if you just lit a candle for them, gave them a positive thought, shared the link with someone else, thank you. That is doing your part. It is appreciated, not just by me, but of the recipients of your your good wishes and of your charity if you were able to make a donation. So I did want to say thank you so much for doing that. Um, and yeah, I think we've covered it all. <laughs> Imagine that. I think we've covered it all. So Bad Witch Facebook group already said that. If you want to reach out, the Bad Witch Podcast at gmail.com. I cannot believe I literally watched this show and recorded this entire episode. Wow, I really got fired up. But what could be more perfect for our flame episode, right? Um, and then if you want to join the Patreon, it is patreon.com slash bad witch. And uh, there's readings and there's witch mail. I told you I am starting to pour my own candle. So that might be one of the witchy mails included. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Just saying we're going to see how the pouring project goes. I just talked about all this fire safety and like don't burn yourself. And I'm going to try to burn my own candle and have no eyebrows or something probably <laughs> knowing me. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a very clumsy witch. I don't know if you are as well, but please let me know if you are. I would feel a little less alone. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's readings, there is, uh, bonus episodes and some other cool stuff. I cannot remember all of it right now because it is very late by the time I'm finishing this. And, um, it's been, it's been a heavy emotional day. Okay. Well, not heavy emotional day. It's been a heavy episode of television (laughs) and now I'm off to Twitter to look at all the memes, but yeah, so I love you all. It goes without saying at this point, thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for sticking it out with me every week. Um, someone told me they take notes when they listen to this. And I was like, that is the sweetest, cutest, best thing I've ever heard in my life. Because, you know, I said in the first episode, I started this podcast because my cards were yelling at me and they were like, Hey, uh, you going to do some teaching and you know, be a voice about this or nah. So, uh, Dana high priestess card that I pulled, I hope I'm doing you proud. Um, taking notes is like the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm so proud of you for doing that. You know who you are. I'm so proud of you. Uh, yeah, y'all get in touch. The Witch podcast at Gmail, join the group. Talk to me. I love talking to y'all. It's the highlight of my week. I'm getting really Southern because I'm <laughs> kind of tired now. Uh, yeah. Batwitchpodcast.com slash Patreon. I think I already said that. I think that's all our housekeeping. Okay. I love you all. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back every week and telling other people you're the best you deserve good. I deserve good. We collectively deserve good together as a coven. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Don't worry. I will not do a Game of Thrones recap again. (laughs) 
Unless you really liked it, then tell me and I can slip it in. Okay. Kisses, hugs, love, blessed be, goodbye.